Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Michael Kaminsky, and this is Bridge the Atlantic. Welcome to Bridge Atlantic's interviews, where we get to know the people behind and in front of the creative industries. We're your hosts, music web designer Ross Barber-Smith from Scotland, owner of Electric Kiwi, where we create awesome custom websites for bands, artists, and musicians. And I'm singer-songwriter and multi-instrumentalist Marciano Valley from Canada, a man who wears many hats, literally and figuratively. When I'm not making music or doing this show, I'm directing music videos and documentaries or vlogging as the crazy vegan. Before we jump into the interview, we just want to let you know that we are on Patreon and you can become a bridger for as little as a dollar per month. Your support allows us to keep bringing you these interviews and keeps the many, many lights on here at Bridge the Atlantic. Yeah, and don't forget to subscribe here on YouTube so you don't miss any episodes. Up until the end of 2017, we're actually giving away a free shirt for every 100 subscribers we gain on YouTube. So go click that subscribe button and the little bell for your chance to win. Yes. Go on, do that right now. We're waiting. And good job. Awesome. You're so you're so you're so amazing. Well done. <laughs> Joining us this week out of California is artist manager Michael Kaminsky. Michael is the founder of KMGMT, who have had a decade of worldwide success starting with multi-platinum artists 303. Since then, KMGMT, I know, sorry, I don't know why I paused. Since then, KMGMT has discovered, developed, and delivered some of pop punk's most recognizable names, most anticipated albums, and biggest sold out tours with artists like Neck Deep, Creeper, Tonight Alive, As It Is, The Somerset, and more. Most recently, Michael launched Adventure Cat Records, a new independent label from the artist management team at KMGMT. Adventure Cat Records is KMGMT's commitment to continue to build a supportive community for their favorite genre of music. They bring together expertise in management, writing, publishing, production, marketing, publicity, all in one place. We're excited to learn more about Michael's experience as a manager, why he started Adventure Cat Records, and the advice he'd offer to bands and fellow musicians. So, Michael, welcome to the show. Hi, guys. How's it going? Thank you for having me. Oh, it's our pleasure. Thanks for coming on the show. Um, Ross and I like to get awkward right off the bat to kind of offset our initial introduction awkwardness (laughs) by having you tell us three things about yourself that everyone should know. Oh, um, uh, this is going to be a good one. Let's see. I met, uh, my career started, uh, I met Kyvin Lyman sneaking backstage at the Warp Tour because I was too poor to afford any food. And I saw there was food backstage. So I snuck backstage and met him. Um, number two is before I did this, I actually worked um, in movies and uh, in film. And I was doing the behind the scenes for um, really uh, stuff that was a little bit outside my normal musical uh, taste. So they were making movies for like Busta Rhymes and Exhibit. And uh, I was this super young uh, kid on set <laughs> walking around interviewing everyone. 
Um, and I guess three is um, Adventure Cat Records is named after uh, my real cat, Adventure Cat. So, Michael, <laughs> let's talk a little bit about management, first of all. Because um, mm-hmm. I think some artists and bands have misconceptions about what a manager does and doesn't do. And I'm sure you've, uh, yes. you've encountered these. Can you maybe <laughs> break down a manager's role in today's music industry for us? Maybe bust some of those misconceptions. Um, yeah, it's a really great question. I think there's so many places to start. Um, I think, you know, one thing I get a lot talking to, um, especially like young artists is, uh, I hear a lot, oh, you know, I have this great music. I have this great video. I have all these great things. Um, it's not connecting. And if I just found a manager or an agent or a label, um, you know, they'd be able to help put all the pieces together for me. And that's certainly a big part of the role um, is helping sit with an artist and work on their vision. Um, But ultimately, our role is to amplify things that are already there. And so there's, um, there's really like two really different components of things. It's sitting there and working on sharing a creative vision with an artist. And uh, then it's actually getting out there and making things happen. Right. And um, I think sometimes as a manager, you find yourself maybe really good at one or really good at another and trying to find ways to supplement that. Um, But it's also waking up every day and knowing that uh, whatever the day holds, you have to be sitting there very proactively coming up with some kind of idea or some kind of uh, plan or mission to start making things happen that day. So, um, you know, part of my day will be I'll talk to the artist. Part of my day will be maybe cold calling people who I feel like we should be working with. Um, part of my day may be, you know, in a studio working on a creative level. Part of my day may be uh, working with a label and developing a marketing plan. So uh, we too wear many hats, um, but there's no silver bullet to anything. Um, I think we can, you know, be most effective when we take something that's very defined and we can shape it and focus it and build a team around it. And I actually think that's probably the most important part of my job is building a team. Um, Because as much as you may have, you know, the greatest whoever um, for your team, it doesn't mean they're the greatest person for you. Mm -hmm. And so um, very often, you know, when we're first working with a new band, they'll be like, oh, you know what, I just, I know this person is like the best and this is who I want to work with. And we'll go through and as you really decide what that vision is going to be and where they want to go and what their goals are, you realize maybe that person's extremely talented, but they're not the right person for this team. Um, and so, you know, a successful band will have, I would say pretty easily a hundred people on the team between, you know, your road crew, your attorneys, your publicist, your label team, your management team, your agency, um, your merchandising team, everyone out there, your licensing, your publishing, um, building those hundred people, right. Is, is I think almost sometimes more important than all the rest of it. Uh, because when the band is really refined and focused and things start to move, uh, those are the hundred people that are out there every day working on things. So, um, I guess that's a very multifaceted question and and answer. Um, but yeah, it's, it's very, it's very broad. I, I usually refer to a manager as if you're looking at a brand, right? Let's say you have a clothing brand or a store brand or something. Um, a manager is almost like the CEO where they sit at the top, they're responsible for everything. They have to have the vision, but they have to help execute the vision uh, as well. I don't know where you find the time, but like we mentioned in the intro, you also recently launched Adventure Cat Records based on your uh-huh. 
very interesting cat, much more interesting than most <laughs> of our lives. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about what you, you'll uh, be offering to the bands and uh, what sets you apart from other and independent labels? Um, that's a great question. So a little bit, I think, to understand the context of why everyone here believes in the label component. Um, I think it's just important to understand our history a little bit mm-hmm. because, um, you know, as you had mentioned, the first artist we signed was this band 303. And, um, you know, when, when we started the company, more or less, um, I had this idea in mind for a very specific type of band that we wanted to go find and it didn't exist. And we looked for about a year and someone uh, showed me this video on this new website called YouTube of uh, (laughs) these two guys, second show ever. And it was exactly, I mean, it was exactly it. Um, So we, you know, very, very long story short, um, I flew out, we met, um, it turned into, you know, kind of our our first real client Um, within a year and a half ish. Uh, the band ended up having the number one song in the world. And so that really set um, like the foundation for our company. So from there, you know, part of, part of my task was saying, well, how are we going to grow as a company? And there was a lot of artists very similar to them that I think we could have signed and I could have staffed up and, you know, signed a bunch of uh, artists who were similar. And we went a very uh, different direction. We said, um, you know, our, our goal is not to go out and just, you know, live in in one world um we actually want to keep a very small roster and we want to expand the type of services that we can provide so um i think actually we're one of the smallest for the amount of employees we have we have one of the smallest artist rosters at least that i'm familiar with but the goal is to instead of just signing band after band after band after band it's signing a band that can really do a lot of things and do a lot of things well and then figure out how we can build the company around them so um, in the case of 303, the first thing we did, um, instead of signing more bands, was we started an artist um, and producer, uh, I'm sorry, a writing and production division. Um, so hired on someone to uh, work with the band and say, hey, like you're great as an artist, but you're great as an artist because you're great songwriters and you're great producers. So how do we go out there now and, and uh, get you working with a lot of people? Um, and so even early on, you know, they were working with Ariana Grande and they were working with Maroon 5. Um, and that really uh, set another pillar for our company. Um, so now we have a writing and a production. Uh, we actually do composers now, which is really interesting and fun for me. So we do, um, you know, TV commercials and we do movie trailers and we do jingles. Um, and that's kind of like the secret half of the company uh, that most people don't even know. So uh, from there, um, we had these great people who were doing uh, custom merchandising. And so much of our world is, is built around that brand. Uh, so we invested in them very early on and we worked closely with them. Uh, and we do some publishing now on our own. So as we're sort of looking at all of these different pillars that we have, um, one piece we were really missing was distribution. And the reason why I think it's so important is because, you know, we, we can take in these artists and uh, we can put them with our writers. We can put them with our producers. Um, you know, I, I worked with Kevin Lyman for 10 years. Um, he's been really a great ally in helping us build, you know, a touring uh, mentality here at the company. Uh, we can help them with all the merchandise. We can do everything. But what do we actually do um, with the music? Now we have all of this stuff. Well, we can go to a label and, and we work with a lot of really brilliant, great labels. Um, but when I was growing up, you know, the labels to me that were really important 
were labels that were very specifically branded and branded in a way that they were entrenched within a certain scene. So for me, it was drive through records and vagrant records. And I just knew if something Absolutely. was, yeah. So I, like, it's like if something came out on drive through records, I think people forget, but like, you know, back in the day, early November, when, Finch, two of my favorite bands, you know, yeah, drive through, yeah. but you'd, you'd hear about this and it's not like you could go on Spotify and listen to it, or you couldn't really go on the internet and listen to it. If you heard about a band and you want to listen to it, you had to go to the store and buy a record. So, um, it was not easy to go and be like, Oh, there's this band Finch. Well, what do they sound like? Well, I don't know. They're good. Um, drive through and vagrant had a quality where if an artist came out on the label, you knew you'd go spend 10, 15, $20 on that record. And it was, and it was just going to be good quality. It's, and I it's really, almost, really it's understand. almost likened to how people go and get anything Apple puts out. It's like a brand. Yeah, it's well, Cause you know, if you like yeah. something, you're most likely going to like something else they put out. And mm-hmm. uh, so you find do you find that really important still today? Well, I'm finding it much, much less common, right? Mm-hmm. Because, um, and we celebrate the diversity. You know, our roster, I think, is very diverse and what we do is very diverse. But um, I do think there's a piece of our scene specifically that uh, you have to support the scene uh, to make it stronger. And while we certainly do have some labels that I really do love and respect, and you can say, um, okay, if something's coming out on that label, I'm pretty sure I'm going to like it. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to have uh, our own version of that and a very specific type of sound that, that really harkens back to what got me into music, right? And, and uh, uh, my little secret is I'm almost 40 now, right? And I'm like still listening to this certain type of music because I love it. And I'm still working in the scene because I love it. And there's been so many opportunities to maybe do something else. And I couldn't imagine doing that. Like I really genuinely love this. So um, we were just looking for the right opportunity. And uh, these two bands um, kind of showed up at the same time. Um, one of them had management and the other one was just exactly perfectly suited for what we were looking to do. So our first two signings are a band called Capstan and a band called Summer Wars. And the way we set up the label is um, they're not long-term deals. We sign for one record. The idea is you come into our ecosystem, you have our infrastructure here, you have all the people who work on the management company um, and we can help you, you know, put together all of the stuff, get some nice press, help you get on tours really refine your focus. And then, um, you know, if we continue working together, that's great. And if all of this becomes exciting um, enough that perhaps a bigger label wants to come in or someone with more resources wants to come in, um, that's even better. You know, I think that's really great for bands to be able to continually graduate and get more and more resources. So, um, yeah, it's been it's been fun. Right. And on the other end of it, yeah, on the other end of it, there's a lot of bands doing the whole DIY route. Uh now right Uh yeah Uh so really quickly with you know so many artists taking the kind of diy route what would you say the benefits are for artists signed to a label and Mm -hmm. how can they determine maybe what is the right label for them if they're not quite sure because it's such a different landscape right yeah i think it really is you know it's such a great question that sometimes that question is is difficult and it's partly why we decided to do some of this in-house Because when we would sign a new artist to management and we are now an extension of the band and a band would be like, well, you know, we don't really have anything going on. Pretty much every band we've signed has been day one. I mean, like 303 started the company. We signed the second show they ever played. Um, And almost every artist, 
yeah, like we see really cool potential. We're like, this is mm-hmm. really great. And we sit with a lot of artists. And if we share a vision on something, then we can go further. And at such an early stage, a lot of artists are like, well, should I sign to a label? Um, you know what? A lot of artists shouldn't sign to a label yet. Like, I, I don't think it's, it's worth bringing on all these resources and having all these people, you know, out there working and making a big commotion um, until you're really focused and you're able to do that on your own. And I think that includes management, right? Like the, the artists that we um, find even very early, there's something exciting about them. There's some kind of stir, there's some kind of buzz happening. And we are able to come in here and really figure out like at the core, what is that, pe- that people are responding to and how do we amplify that? And, um, you know, signing, I think signing to a label, you get a lot of really smart, talented people, hopefully. Um, and you get some financial resources, right? Hopefully. Um, and uh, you're also able to make a lot of connections. So whereas maybe you wouldn't know about a certain video director, you now have this team who are like, oh, well, have you thought of this person? Oh, no, I didn't even know that was a possibility. So part of what we would be doing was we'd sign a band to management. And then we would just put the record out ourselves. Like we would help the band self-release the record. And um, while I think there's a lot of importance in doing that and proving that there's excitement in what you're doing and that there's um, actual fans out there who are interested in listening to the music. Um, I also think, you know, at a certain point with what, uh, with what we're doing, there's a lot of like connections uh, that we're able to make. And it is nice to be able to sit down with a band and have a really interesting dialogue with them and say, okay, cool. So here's some stuff you were doing before. Um, how do we take that and really focus that and now amplify it? Are you ready for 20 questions? We're going to jump into our lightning round. I'm so scared of this. Yes. Coffee or tea? Uh, neither. Meat or veggies? Veggie. Twitter or Facebook? Twitter. Indie or major? Depends. CD or vinyl? Neither. San Diego or Los Angeles? Los Angeles. Education or experience? Ooh, um, experience. Marvel or DC? DC. Oh, both two good bands. Coheed and Cambria or Thrice? Thrice. Ooh. Talent or attitude? Attitude. PlayStation or Xbox? Xbox. Radiohead or Nine Inch Nails? <sighs> Those are my two favorites. I know, that's why I picked I should have pronounced it like Homer Simpson, <laughs> Nin. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing without Nine Inch Nails. Wow, Batman or Superman? Batman. Microsoft or Apple? Microsoft, easy. Game of Thrones or Walking Dead? Game of Thrones. Michael Jackson, Michael Jackson. or Michael Bolton? <laughs> I think you already answered that one. Celine Dion or Marilyn Manson? <laughs> Marilyn Manson. Yeah. Whale or kale? Wait, what's the first one? Whale. It's hard to understand him with his strange accent. You Whale or kale? Yeah. Oh, I probably neither. Bet Midler or the Riddler? Yeah, let's What's go your... with the Riddler. Okay, cool. And your final question: mm-hmm. Ross or Marcio? Ooh, I know, right? <clears throat> Let me just clear my throat. <laughs> this is a trick question. I like. Well, everyone says I like both of you, don't they? 
No, oh, actually, no. no. Actually, no. <laughs> Lately, we've had that, but we used to have a lot of people picking Ross. And then we thought, we theorized, like, is this because Ross is asking the question? And I think it was it was Amanda Palmer that said, she's like, yeah. it's because you asked me. She's like, I can't uh, be rude. You asked me. And then I, I, maybe she was just being nice to me. I don't really know. Um, but you're not getting out of this one, Michael. <laughs> I'll, I'll pick you to even the score then. Yeah! Well, it's going to take a lot more to even gonna, out the yeah. score. Go me! <laughs> um, could you quickly offer some actionable advice for artists mm-hmm. uh, and mm-hmm. bands on making themselves as appealing to a manager, manager <laughs> to, uh, as appealing to a manager and or label as possible? Mm-hmm. You know, like, what do they need to do themselves first before a manager or a label will take them on? I know you kind of touched on this a little bit, but just first thing that comes to your mind on this one the first thing that comes to mind is just get out there and do and um it's sometimes very frustrating for me as a manager uh and you sit with a band who's really talented and it's like oh we want to do this and we should do this and we want to do this it's like cool why don't you like Hmm. there there really is no reason why you can't do any of that there's not a secret weapon unless it's like oh let's get on the radio well okay like be realistic in your goals i think Mm -hmm. to start but i've had bands just cold call their local radio station and go in and be persistent. And they've gotten on the local radio. And sometimes that does it. Um, mm-hmm, what's, what's interesting to anyone in the industry is that you have a band who's out there hustling and it's working. Right. And unfortunately, sometimes there's a lot of bands who are hustling and it's not working. And then it's important for that band to go back to the drawing board and say, okay, well, why isn't it working? Why do we got to change? Cause the hustle parts there. Um, usually the music's there, the hustle parts not there. And what we can do as management is um, I don't look at this as like, oh, we sign a band and now we do everything. And the band, you know, makes music. Now we're another member of the band and we're part of the team. And uh, part of a team means that the rest of the team uh, is out there working and bringing ideas and uh, doing everything they can too. And we're all in this together and we're all here to try and be successful. Absolutely. And is there is there one piece of advice that you would offer to bands who are just starting out? And maybe 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 it's the same advice. But what should they be doing to get their career off to the best possible start? Um, this is going to be a funny answer. Um, the fastest band I've ever seen go from zero to anything uh, was two years. So when you're first starting out, um, you know, I, I come across a lot of bands who are like, well, we've been doing this for six months. We should be on the Vans Warp Tour. Or like, we've been doing this for a year. We should be on our national tour. Um, a year is literally nothing, right? In this, in this, if we sign a band from day one, we build a 10-year plan. Um, so I think the number one thing is get your head around the fact that, um, you know, it's great you're waking up every day doing something, but every band gets frustrated and you got to push through and you got to keep going. It is not a short game. It's a very, 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 very long game. And I think a lot of bands just quit too soon. Absolutely, man. This is all very valuable. Where's the best place for people to connect you online and hear more of this valuable advice? Um, I'm a data nerd. So if you like, uh, doing a lot of retweets, uh, and seeing just cool stuff going on, uh, you can follow the company, uh, which is, uh, run by me. So, uh, at K M G M T. Uh, and if you want to, um, read about cat facts, you can follow, uh, adventure cat records. 
Love I want to do both, Love so it. I'm going to do both. Absolutely, same here, same here. And you cool. can find us as Inbridge Atlantic on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, iTunes, and YouTube. And don't forget to visit our website and pick up one of these uh, rather sexy shirts while you're there. I, sexy? You don't usually use that word. You don't use that I word don't. lightly. I don't so, use it lightly. I don't. No, you don't. So that that says something, people. Um, I'm currently working on my second full-length solo album, and you can pre-order it at marcianovelli.com slash pre-order. Um, you can find my music on Spotify and anywhere you like to listen, download, or stream music. Follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, which are all my name. What's my name, Ross? Marcio Novelli. Yeah, yeah. And I'm working on websites for various artists at the moment, and you can check out my work at electrickiwi.co.uk. You'll find me on Twitter and Instagram as Electric Kiwi, and on Facebook, Electric Kiwi Design. This episode was brought to you by 30 Roses, a virtual assistant and consultant to musicians and other creatives, as well as Music Entrepreneur HQ and Social Surge. All links are in the description, so please check them out because they do what, Ross? I've been preparing for this. Okay. Wait for they it. keep the show alive. Oh, that was a good one. That was a good one. Uh, th- thank you. I've like been practicing. That. I like that. If you'd like to sponsor the show, visit patreon.com slash bridge the Atlantic. Uh, we have recently updated our awards, which now include sponsorship at the start of our interviews, as well as an opportunity for you, yes, you, to co-host an episode. Make sure to subscribe on YouTube and iTunes so you don't miss any episodes and leave us a comment and let us know what you think of the show. Absolutely. Michael, this has been fantastic. Thank you for joining us on Thank Bridge you for Atlantic. having me. Yeah, come back sometime, all right? I would love to. Awesome. Thank you. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 